This episode of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindworthyInfo.com and presented to you by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. The purpose of You Are God is to break down the Bible in its spiritual divine state to let you understand it is all about a book that is all allegory and not to be taken literally as many people has done over the years. You Are God breaks down the Bible and show you piece by piece how it is going on in your life today and how you can apply the teachings to help facilitate your spiritual awakening or help facilitate your journey in this spiritual realm that we go through on a daily basis. Today's snippet episode is all about God's creation and your creation. We can look at the Bible and we could go into the first book, Genesis, the beginning. And if we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we see where it is told to us that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, if we go by the way that many of us were taught growing up and how we were taught about God and how God created everything. Yes, that is true because God is an infinite intelligence. We can also look at the creation and look at how childbirth and how a baby is created in the beginning when the sperm goes to fertilize an egg. How does sperm knows its place? How does it knows where to go in order to create and start the human life process? Sperm knows it's because there's an infinite intelligence. That is the God intelligence that we all have, that infinite intelligence that tells the sperm to go to the egg. The egg, as many scientists have said, has no holes, has no way for the sperm to penetrate. As a matter of fact, the egg is fighting off the sperm, but the sperm is able to go and hit its target and effectively fertilize what it's supposed to do because it knows that its process is to create life. Its process is to bring another human being that is a god into this world. And now as we see it with the philosophical text perspective that book of Genesis tells us, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The heaven and the earth. Many would look at that as the skies and beyond and this earth that we live in. But really this right here is a book telling us about the mind. And now we see that and the earth was without form without form. God created your mind and your mind right here is the same as how the earth was without form but now your mind is void. Man now is just matter. Man is an evolution that is happening and the story of man hasn't come to what it's supposed to be yet because man is without form and man is void and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. What is the water? Water is something that symbolizes life. Wherever there is water, there is always life. That is one reason why when you see scientists and astronauts or see NASA scientists are going out to find life on Mars or on other planets, what is the first thing that they're always looking for? Water. Because wherever there is water, there is life. Now this is God's creation that man has written down and it's going forward now and God saw that these waters has to be created. How can God see that? God said, let there be light and there was light. Light, not the light that many think of as, oh, 
the sun is rising. Yes, we know that's a part of the same infinite intelligence. But the light here is talking about the man that is now illuminated. And as man continues now with their thought process and man starts to develop this knowledge and gets smarter and he gets illuminated and he starts to see the light. Now we see that God said, let there be light. And there was light. And once God saw that the light and he saw that man is starting to get illuminated now, God says that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. As we come across people, we see that some people are illuminated with the light and many are filled with darkness. And God called the light day. Here, as we read the text in the book of Genesis, it basically ascribes light, man with the illuminated thought to understand his understandings, his surroundings and understand everything else and build up who he is. It is giving the I, the characteristics of day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. So now we see that as man understands his illumination and his process of knowing who he is, that is giving the title as if it was a day or something else beyond man getting the illuminated thought. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Hmm. If we look at that from the perspective of trying to understand what it means, it might make no sense. It might make no sense and you might wonder, what is this saying? How can God say, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters? So now he created these waters and these waters now have something called a firmament. What is a firmament? What is it? We have to now first look in the Hebrew definition of firmament, where this was translated from. Firmament comes from the Hebrew word raka. Raka in Hebrew means to beat or spread thinly. So now, when someone is going through their illumination or gaining more knowledge, you beat, you spread thinly, or you expand your mind in order to understand what's going on. Many years for many years now, Christians have been using, or many other religions have been using the word firmament in the wrong way. So now if we understand the meaning of the word, we know that it comes from the Hebrew raka. And raka means to beat or spread thinly. So you don't want to beat up your mind or spread thinly. And it also is synonymous with expansion or expand. So now as we continue it on and we see that the firmament is divided. So now this thin veil that is beaten and spread thinly and expanded, it's now dividing the waters, which is your mind and the waters where life is. And when we see this now, we see which were under the firmament. So now he divided the waters and which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament. So now we see that God as the Bible says it, separated what's above and what's below. And as above, so below. We start to see now this philosophy grows and goes on. Most people think this is talking about creation of the earth. But no, this is talking about the thought that man has now gotten that illuminates man and allows man to understand his surroundings and understand what is going on around him. And now as man starts to awaken, this is where we see that both are divided. So now, and God called the firmament heaven, 
and the evening and the morning were the second day. So now we go from the first day, which we see in the beginning, and now we have a new day that is the second day. So now man's knowledge is starting to be built, and he's starting to understand more now. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. The dry land is now man coming out of his creation of this thought that's now making him understand everything around him. And now you're going on land. You're seeking the land now, which is the land that you are going to conquer. Because once you conquer this land, you gain more intelligence of this land. You have to understand how the Hebrews wrote. They wrote in parables and they were writing a lot of philosophy. But it was talking about things that they seen around them. So they would take animals and use the bull to represent the rage of man, the wasp to represent the sting of man, and all these animals weren't to be taken as literal. But many have done that. The fox, the cunning, and the sleekness of man. Every animal, the dove, the peace, everything that you see. The sheep is so sheep and humble-like, and they easily led as we use in our English language. So as we go further and we see this and, I, and we go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 10, we see that and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. As I said before, the seas now are gathered. We all know within the earth, <clears throat> excuse me, we all know within the earth, all the seas are all connected. And this right here when God saw that everything was good, he knew that his creation was going forward. And when I say he, I am talking about man. Man now is developing the thought process. But right here, man ascribes it to an outside God, but really it isn't. This is just now being synonymous with that same infinite intelligence I told you about when the sperm knows how to fertilize the egg. How does it know without someone telling it? Because that is the same infinite intelligence that permeates throughout the whole universe and also throughout us. But man has given it a characteristic saying that it is a God, an outside God or a God, he, he, he. When really that is just a philosophical way of speaking. Man personified events or natural science as an outside God. But we all have this going on around us and in us and everywhere that we turn left and right. And now as we continue on, and we see that, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Now, we all know that just like in nature, so does the mind flow. As we see it right here where it says, God says, let every seed yield after its kind. Whatever you plant, so it shall grow after its kind. If you plant a seed of anger within your mind, so anger will grow. You'll become an angry person. If you plant a seed of laziness, so it shall grow after its kind. And every herb yielding will grow after its kind. And the tree fruit yielding, whose seed was in itself, after his kind. So whatever you plant, whatever you put in the soil of your mind, so it will grow. You plant a seed of prosperity and so prosperity grow. And we see this when we turn to the law of opulence. 
whatever happiness or opulent mood or seed you plant, that is what it will grow after its kind. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind. That grass, wherever the grass is greener on the other side, it is known to be happiness, bliss, and nothing but joy. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Now, as I said, firmament means to beat or spread thinly. Firmament comes from the Hebrew raka. So now that we know that, we understand that let there be lights. And lights, you spread thinly. You expand your mind. Where there is lights, God now has divided these two. And the light is the illuminated one, the one with the consciousness that grows. And this is where you see that God said, let there be lights in the firmament above the heaven to divide the day from the night. And now we see things are being divided and let them be for the signs and for seasons and for days and years. How many signs have you gotten? How can your mood change like the seasons and things might seem like days and years, but it is not. Your thought is everything. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. So when we see how this progressive, if most people wouldn't understand this, how it's supposed to be understood, some would take it literally. But we see that God separates them and this same thought, man is ascribing everything that's going on within his mind as God is doing it because man is God. So you have to understand this perspective and see how it goes. Two lights are separated and you could have darkness or you could have the light that illuminates you and give you the understanding so you can gain more out of life that you're supposed to gain. So. As the book of Genesis starts off, we see how man is developing into the thought that he is supposed to gain. And man ascribes everything and all his awakening process to this God. And he's saying God. And if you understand what God is, all G-O-D mean is governor of domain. What is a governor? A governor, especially when it comes to politics and a political position, is the chief executive of a state. And a chief executive of a state means it is the governor who controls that state, controls the operation, and controls everything. Now, you are the governor. You are the god of whatever state of consciousness you may reside in. And by you being the god of that consciousness, you can accept to go above the firmament, to go into the heaven that you're supposed to go into. Or you can go under the waters and enter the hell. God's creation is also your creation because when you create a child and bring forth something as great as bringing another God into this earth like a child, what do you do? Whether you're a man or a female, your insides, your sexual reproductive organs are a part of the process. And as I said earlier, how the sperm knows to go and fertilize the egg. You see how you are a part of that creation that God has created and you have that God in you and you are bringing forth another God in this earth that will eventually gain the knowledge that they're supposed to gain if you know how to make sure you groom their mind in the right way.
The gods are always around us. And God's creation is your creation. And I hope you understand that. And without no further ado, let us continue on and let us show you how you are God. Brothers and sisters, I thank you for listening to this snippet. If you want more and want to understand more and want a deep understanding, go over to mindworthyinfo.com, subscribe, because I have some great things coming to your inbox. I thank you so much for listening. This has been another presentation, a snippet of You Are God by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. Now, let us go into the silence.